to Around the Console. I'm Bob, and joining me are John, Sucky, Cliff, and Craig. So, you may have been joining us already. If not, welcome aboard. This is our review of the epic saga, Time Lord Victorious. Uh, And this is going to be our review of our first, yeah, first audio uh, in the series, uh, which is Master Thief and Lesser Evils. Um... Yeah, so it's big finish, but uh, so read by John Kershaw, uh, who I adore. Kershaw, Kershaw, sorry, Kershaw, because um, I just love him from from Dead Ringers. I used to love that Radio Four Dead Ringers, and I believe he's a massive Doctor Who fan. He does quite good impressions of Tom Baker and things like that. Um, so yeah, so lads, uh, I presume we've all listened to it to review this story. Uh, I'll kick off. Um, I've listened to it a few times. Um, in fact, probably three or four times. Um, and I, I always struggle a little bit with audio to, to work out what's going on. Uh, and with Master uh, Master Thief, I definitely struggle a little bit. And then when he started doing his um, Roger Delgado impersonation, which was fucking brilliant, um, and as it, as it got towards the end, I really started getting, a, a, getting into it towards the end and the fact it potentially could be the Delgado regeneration story. Um, I thought this that's a beautiful tribute to the man who we never saw go off screen uh, because you know, tragically died in a car accident. Um, but I've been back and listened to Master, Master Thief a few times now, uh, well, three or four times, and, it, and it's a great great story um, and he, they really captured Delga- Delgado's master really well um, I'm going to come to you John actually because obviously this would be relatively a new thing for you I know you've maybe done a couple of big finishes but yeah. um, and you don't have the history um, with this sort of you know series that's you know the Del- Delgado master so what's your thoughts on it as a story the first one Master Thief I mean I'm aware that Roger Delgado was the original master and um but I didn't know what his voice sounded like, so whether Kilshaw was doing a good impression or not, I didn't really care. Yeah, I did. The story itself was, was uh, I think 40 minutes is a good length of time for it as well, because they managed to get plenty in there. You managed to get um, uh, the devolution stuff and all that stuff. But I think I did phase out a little bit in the towards the like, 30 minute mark. Uh, where it felt a little bit like it might have been dragging a bit, but not a lot as well. Uh, the story itself is nice, and I'd be interested to find out what the Boneyards and Nipers is about. Yeah, that was that, cool. Whether that comes on to anything. And um, and I think, yeah, without wanting to... We're just summarising everything if we're just talking about everything. No, no, but, um, you, but you quite liked it in, in general, like as a... You wanted just original, in, in you know, my first impression. Yeah, just your reading. Yeah, it's good so it's, point, it, yeah. just, So you were happy to sort of listen to it then, John? Yeah, I was. Uh, Less of Evils, I, th- I felt was better. Oh, right, OK, that's interesting. But, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I think for me, we're just we're mentioning that... Um, on the first listen, I think because I got so into, oh my god, it's Delgado's regeneration in my head that Lesser Evils, um, yeah, Lesser Evils just uh, didn't quite cut it for me. But I, uh, there was a dawning realization with Lesser Evils, and again, he does a brilliant impression of Anthony Ailey's master, um, was the whole Katuru thing. Now, I didn't really click, maybe even on the first couple of listens, that they were to do, or they were um, uh, an alien or. or peoples from the dark times so they're there with the the vampires and all that kind of thing they didn't really put a lot of exposition exposition into it but apparently there's a they they do come into it a bit later in the series so they're they're explained a lot better but yeah i think actually in reflection now after a few listens and really getting lesser evils that's probably my preference anyway sorry uh, so uh, sucky what's your thinking about these these tales 
two tales. Uh, the Master Thief, I, again, like you, Bob, I did sort of phase out. Uh, was it was it you or was it John? John and me. We all look the fucking same yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah you do. You do. <laughs> it's, it's strange. It's strange. <laughs> I, I did sort of phase out. Sorry, Stop doesn't matter. It does sort of. Great, I love it. <laughs> you do sort of get lost. Oh, somewhere in between the story when he starts to lose his uh, his own personality as such uh, and he's been attacked by the, the flesh-eating, the, the memory-eating uh, creatures that are attacking him there. Right. So you just sort of lose the story slightly. Yeah. But once you've listened to it a few times, right, uh, which I did, I've listened to it now twice, three times maybe, uh, you do get the gist of what's going on. John Coleshaw's impression of uh, Roger Delgado spot on. Yeah. Right? And it, it, you do you do uh, see Roger Delgado, Delgado's uh, master in your head when you listen to the story. Um, and then you also see how ruthless he is, the actual character, before he gets softened by these creatures. Uh, the other story, Let's Say Evils, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed by it because, I, again, it's just it's, towards the end of the story, you seem to get lost again. And the Anthony Ainley one, even though it seemed as good as impression uh, the first time uh, as uh, the Roger Delgado one, it just didn't seem to gel as well, I don't think. Um, but of the two stories, I liked Master Thief better than I did Lesser Evils. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, they're still both positive, though. I yeah, mean, go on. Who's next? Uh, just Cliff, do you want to have a, your, two pennies yeah. worth? Yeah, my two pennies worth. Um, I thought the Master Thief started off as, like, to me, a typical heist. I thought yeah. it was quite clever the way it was done. I actually, different towards your, yourselves, is I enjoyed it when he was suffering with empathy and memory loss. I yeah. thought that was a nice twist to just a typical clever heist. I liked the fact he showed how ruthless he was, and he killed in that many people. You won't see that in modern Doctor Who, really, no. which I thought was really good. But my preference was the second one to me the second one was you was left wondering what time period is this whereabouts was this uh, is it in his head most of the time who is he who's talking to and I like that it had me thinking a lot more than the first one it's set a long time after the plight of the cheater people isn't it I think yes. it's now no, is it not is it before no, because he's people? in his velvet costume isn't he Oh, right, okay. Right, so you hear that. Yeah, in his velvet costume. This is before survival. Right. Right, so, because in survival, he's changed into that... Uh, uh, pot, uh, in a jacket type thing, thing, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So ah. it's before survival. Right, okay. Um, Craig? Uh, really like Master Thief, I have to say. Uh, right from the beginning, uh, I thought it was a brilliant story. Nicely done within 40 minutes like John about 30 minutes into it I did begin to glaze a bit but then Hotline and Sinker brought back in by the potential of the being the regeneration um, I loved his impression of Roger Degard was brilliant I could literally see him and when he does his kind of like when is it Georgina is it the girl I can't remember now uh, yeah. when when he's kind of talking to her and he, he's you can almost tell he's thinking about getting you know the vaporizer or, or hypnotizing her I could literally hear the do 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 in, in my head and the kind of the, the mm. music that was there I absolutely loved Master Thief right through and it really had me drawn in uh, I liked like Cliff said the fact that you saw this repentant master reminded me a little bit of Missy when she was down in the vault in the pizza yeah. 
Vaughan. Uh, and I like that. In fact, they talked about the vault and that kind of made me wonder. It obviously it wasn't, but my mind was going there as well. And like John said, I love the fact that it set up a seed of where is this kind of map going to take them. Uh, and then I moved into lesser evils. I thought it was shit. I thought it was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I really Did, Have you it. just listened to it once though, Craig? I would never listen to it again. I wanted to switch it off halfway through. Honestly, honestly, this, I didn't this like guy's it. Milo was wasn't on it, you know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> didn't like it. I couldn't even really tell you what was going on apart. Someone was got, so this this woman thing, this dragon womany, whatever it was, that in my was just going around cataloging things and decide how long it should live. And then eventually we hear Anthony Ainsley's master, which did actually redeem me. Thinking, oh, at last, ten minutes into whatever it was before we spoke, because I looked yeah. at my phone. And I thought, oh, it's going to get better now. And it didn't. So I thought about turning it off. I thought, no, that's not fair. Because uh, it could have a fantastic end like the last one did. And to be honest, I was so bored. I wish I had turned it off. It was shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just so it sits on the fence. All right, cool. It's like he had his hand up. I don't know if it is. I'm going to listen to it again. I can't believe you all love this so much. I thought, oh, they'll all slag this one off. I can't believe it. Are we into the free-for-all section? Yeah, yeah, yeah do, it. Right. do it. Cool. Because that second story... Uh, the less evil, which I didn't mention in my intro bit, was because I thought well, I was just doing the first one. Um, I really liked the idea of the Katara. Yeah. Because I checked it online what it is. Yeah. I love and, it's, it. yeah. and it's fucking mega a universe before this universe. Yeah. And it's like it's it's god level stuff, and yeah. it's like it's like uh, the the it's like the realm of death kind of stuff. It's amazing that the, and that little. The, the uh, conversation between um, uh, the master and that creature, you got the feeling like the Time Lords were just fucking nah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it's, See, no, yeah. the power, the power. I felt the power of that one uh, yeah. of the of that character just from the descriptions of failed yeah. and yeah. 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 That bit as John described. No, so sorry, it's not. It's all the hand waving. It's all the YouTubers. This is on YouTube, but yeah, the shame. But no, what as John says, it's the fact that description right at the beginning, where the Katura is just walking through the, yeah. the the forest, right, and cataloging and giving death sentences or yeah. uh, uh, Lifespans and stuff. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I thought it was beautiful. The it went, it went on way too long. I liked the concept, but it went on no, for too, For me, it felt like it felt something coming. It was yeah. cleverly done. I didn't know where it was. I could see it was well, a I, I, the, the, the idea that it was like uh, this this creature or, or that race of creatures goes around and determines the age and actually applies mortality to things. I think yeah. it's, a brilliant it's something idea. that it's a fantastic idea, and you can imagine that the previous universe was just made differently, and yeah. so that, that kind of thing was required. Yeah, but that and was that, a weakness in the narrative for me because it was so implicit. Because I, like you, actually googled. Yes, I didn't. I had to Google well, it. so so actually, it, I came yeah. up with nothing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but and that might have appreciated. I might have appreciated it more. And if that had been woven in a little bit more subtly into the story, perhaps at the beginning mm. to explain that to me, then as I would have been more engaged. But I in I could see that was happening. It reminded me of survival a little bit, to be honest, and, you know, kind of light going round and doing that, cataloging. Ghostlight. Uh, the the yeah, ghostlight, ghostlight, not survival, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it was 10 minutes long, wasn't it? Yeah, Beside yeah, how long 10 minutes of this... Sorry, but the Katura is is being set up 
as part of this whole Time Lord Victorious mm. narrative, right? Because the Keturah appear in a short little story, uh, uh, written story uh, earlier on, and then they're now in these audios, and they will appear later in other stories, which we're going to be reviewing, Craig. So right. you've got to get <laughs> on board with... No, I like just, that idea, then, if it's going back to New Zealand. Well, I might revisit it, to be fair, because well, you... All seems to work, does it? I'm going to lean to your defence a little that bit. That doesn't work. Nobody fucking stops. <laughs> it's on the Star Trek podcast. You, you, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Try to interject. Uh, just, just skate while you can. Um, no, but boy. I think just, just to, to my point was that the uh, the, the Katura felt like an extra level of magnitude above any yeah. creatures in our universe, and that threat is implicit in it. And I think that'd be a fantastic. It's like I got I got a very much a feeling of like you know in Harry Potter where there's the um, Dementors. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I've yeah. got a feeling of them just like they're basically unstoppable. But yeah. this is, this, it's see, a great setup. I spent quite a lot of time wondering, and don't laugh at this, if it was Lady Vard, what's she called, the reptilian from Matt Smith's era, because of the I, veil. Yeah, the veil, the veil, and I got the prehistoric yeah, yeah, time. I've got all that, and for a while I was thinking. So when I googled, I fully expected her. To I mean, oh, this be the, nice the first, the first couple of sentences where it talks about the purple tentacles didn't stop you in any way. No, I was no, probably no, already no. bored. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to Craig's defence a little bit here because on my first Thank listen of Lesser Evils, I didn't get this, uh, what the Katura was, who these six-legged stone rubbers oh, yeah. were. What are they? Um, and the I, and alien, I, alien cows. Yeah, they, uh, basically yeah. alien what? cows. But, 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 the, but my point is that, that they get killed. Don't, I can't don't get offended that there are alien cows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I couldn't alien even tell you what cows. happened in this story. I don't even know what happened. Can I can I, te- can I tell you? I, I'm just yeah, yeah, it, it, it is spoiler filled this episode. <laughs> well, of course it is, yeah, because we're reviewing something. Um, but what I'm saying is, Craig, I, I totally didn't get any of it, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then when I did a bit of research into the Katura and the fact yeah. it's there with with Sutek, it's there with Sutek from the Primitive oh, Maz, the old all the ancient time people, the the vampires, um, you know, and all and old time Lord mythology. <clears throat> That's when I went, "Oh fuck!" Right now I get it. Right, okay, I'm gonna say again, I love that. And I'll go back, but that is bad writing. That that's that I did, that wasn't. Spelled it's all there. It, it is all there. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. When you go, but you have to do two, three. You have to do it, yeah. yeah, it is bad writing because it, you should have it, a it clue make, at least. Yeah. Well, I, I, the, clues were, the clues were there, but they just weren't. They weren't like in big letters right in front of you. Neon <laughs> <problem>. flashing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was confused about the stones, and and that Stone. flash forward to him millions of years in the future yeah I was confused as to what those stones were and how they worked into it I think it. So, the, the impression I got was the master was trying to develop or evolve this 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 race because of this this had a power of the mind or something no Sucky go on my impression was these creatures have always been like this anyway and the master's yeah. landed on this planet and he wants these stones because the these creatures cultivate and create these stones and make them into some sort of uh uh Mystical currency. object that does virtually a currency for them, isn't it? Yeah. When he, when when they between like the each other. one, yeah. yeah, between each other, it's a currency. But 
if they're utilised outside of that civilization, it's some sort of mystical object that either defends or attacks. Yeah, I think he uh, wants to recognise it. That's yeah. what he wants. Mm. So that's what he's, got, he's there to use. But that's when the Medulla realise when they've gone into his mind because they're, they're quite willing to give these stones away yeah. like, to anybody. But when they realise it's going to be used... Mm. Go on, John. So when that flash-forward bit that we see... Yeah. Uh, is that the medulla, whatever they're called, looking in, into the master's mind at what he would use them for? Medulla. Well, it's, it's a Keturah. It's, it's, it's a Keturah. That might have gone into his mind. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought of this Keturah that did that. But yeah. But then he was all... Because the medulla are these sort of... Also sort of... Even though they seem to be living in the trees and they have a simple... They also seem to be some sort of advanced race. Right, where they can get create these sort of objects, right? They can probably also see or are being shared with the Katura, the the memories or the future memories. You see, you see that's where that's where I thought there was the link between this and the thief one. Being, I was expecting are these, the are these the beginning of you know like it goes all the way back to that the the thief one where it's like uh, left with like a blob of shit and it's. Yeah. And it, then it draws in by eating, pulling back the empathy and feeling. And these seem to feel your intention and have those feelings. And I thought, is that the link they're trying to make, that this not, is part of I, that? I didn't get I any link. I've got, I, I don't think the stories are linked as such, but the, the only thing I could see is because Tornal Victorious as a narrative seems to be about stuff that happened many, many years ago and that's come forward. Mm. And the fact that a master thief the these the the people have been uh, de-evolutionized, de-evolution, whatever it's like. Devolution, the Scottish National Party invented yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> They've been brought back to a previous uh, existence of the, uh, where they they could telepathically or uh, somehow uh, feed off people's uh, emotions and memories and stuff. Right, this is all to do with how these creatures used to live in the time of. Vic- Victorious era in the oh, past. I've just had a thought. It's, it's like the the people that in the uh, the first one, which I forgot the name, Master Thief. The people that were killed had this effect when they died of the the emotion. To go leaching. back to it. Now, that, yeah, what's the evolution? Yeah, I know, but that was because the effect that it had on the master was because of their innate racial properties of yeah. these yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And, and I think that maybe the link was that the Medulla were the pre-genitor people That's what I was of thinking. those people. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Right. That's... Now I get you. That makes that makes a, a well, wasn't great sure. link if that's the case. I don't know if it's the case. Pre-evolution. And then well, in yeah. that second story that they get wiped out. Yeah. yeah. So that it, it's that's really That's what I was clever. thinking the clink was. Yeah, it, but I wasn't sure if anyone else got it. Didn't make it clear, but that makes. I a lot didn't, of sense but now you say it, that is brilliant. If that is the case, yeah. uh, without a doubt, I um, thought it was my idea because I didn't understand what Clifford said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Explain that link again to me, John, because I, right. I, I still don't get it. So, right, so the medulla. Uh, sorry, the medulla. Uh, that that entire scene, the entire second story, is. Millions of years ago, maybe, kind yeah. of evolutionary wise, those creatures that had the stones, medulla, when they became, they maybe came down from the trees and they started to uh, evolve into their whatever. Then people, eventually, millions of years later, were the ones that were in the, the bank vaults. or the vaults. Oh, right. And that's why when they killed them, their, 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 
innate uh, primal sort of instincts were the emotion thing. Yeah, because the man that might be reference to it. And yeah, and that's a reference to it, yeah. yeah. I like, the, I like that. I like that. Basically, the yeah. same race, the same yeah. race, but right. yeah. the second story, yeah. the second story, uh, the Cole Carrata, whatever the fuck, realizes that the Doctor will do this and uh, wipes out the medulla. So the second story is poof, like out of existence of, because yeah. in the past it was corrected when this ah. Dawn creature came in and. Finish that race that would eventually go on to have all that vault and stuff. Oh. I fucking love it even more now. I think it's fucking brilliant. That's yeah, fucking it's quite cool. Yeah. That's yeah. worth it. That's worth going back and having another listen just to. So would you recommend it. listening to the second one first then? I don't, I don't think no, he no, does. No, 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 just listen no, no, to no, no. The, because he does say it. He says he turns to the doctor, turns to the, the, master. To the master, and tries to explain why he's feeling that way. He says we, we've you've sent them back to um, back, back, you know, like pre, pre us. Yeah, he that was my link to that link yeah. to the, that was the link to creatures it. that were in the trees. Yeah, mm. so oh, wasn't that's a future cool. memory. So it wasn't a future memory of the Anthony Ainley master. It was a past memory of the Roger Delgado master. Before he, regener- before he regenerates as well, mm. potentially. Oh, that's fucking cool, lads. It is. It's very fucking cool. But they, they've done themselves a disservice by not making it clear enough. Yeah. I think mm. a little bit. Because we've had to discuss it deeply. I've had to fucking Google things <laughs> to get then, to this I, I had to come I mean, out with it, Mank language and poor John had to translate. Yeah. Now, it gets to that point when he's translating me, you know you've lost the plot. Oh, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Uh, no, but that's, uh, that's, that's class. That's added a lot that more. That is class. Oh, cool. that, that's, like, that's like Twin Peaks. You don't understand yeah. what's going on. But you research it. Yeah. yeah. I am looking. I am looking right, all right. at our faces right at the moment, and Craig is looking very. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what you are. <laughs> not plausible, man. But that's like. I will listen to him again. I can see your excitement. Yeah. To me, it's like. It's if like, you, you think know. of, if you think so of the if, first, the first yeah. story is a little, a little, just a, a little frisson. But the I main love the first story, story. second one. I think the first story for. A, for like a real like full on Delgado John Pertwee yeah, Master Duck it. 2 fan it's all there yeah. for you to on a plate just to lap up it and it's like oh my god this is you know because everyone feels a bit of a, well a lot of emotion towards Delgado and the fact his life was cut short um, and he's and the fact he's a brilliant master anyway and then you get the regeneration which we would never have seen yeah. on television because unfortunately he wasn't around and that's beautiful it's brilliant it's also brilliant hearing the master having empathy forced upon him and the fact that he can't kill and I know we've probably seen it before what well, we have with Missy and, and bits like that but there's something very powerful about but it feels about different that. it feels earlier doesn't it because it, chronologically obviously Missy's later and this felt it was not something you'd ever expect from Delgado's master yeah whereas oh, we had that yeah. woven in over an entire season with Capal uh, with Missy yeah so it was it was lovely to see but yeah I agree it felt more shocking coming from Delgado's yeah. master you, you just now see Kenya yeah, you just now see that that master killing people left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. He, he does he does things with charm and does hypnotise. You know, hypnotise. I mean, he people. tried. He tried at first, he, didn't he? And then yeah. just when that eventually failed, he, he just, just went around. Fuck it. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, he's, he's yeah, char- char- I don't mind. Isn't he evil? Isn't he meant to kill people? Yes. Yeah. What's well, the problem yeah, with that? It, 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 
doesn't do it as blatantly as he seems oh, right. to be. It, so, it looks like a not, Bruce. It just sounded like a Bruce Willis thing when he's just shooting people left, right, and centre here. I mean, I, I, just, I, I wonder I if that. that second story, that first story, the Master Thief, the what is the object, the map thing that they get? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if that. I wonder if that is now he hasn't managed to get it because of the actions in the first story changing mm. that. Yeah, the, uh, in the second changed. story. The, the actions in the second story have changed <laughs> the first story. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one to know. I think what that's... Comes, I, I mean, that might be one well, of the problems. I mean, the, 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 have you seen us, though? We're all talking like this. How excited are we about... <laughs> it's class. Uh, ...a mystery like this, because, like, we're used to reviewing stuff that you all know. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. the modern era isn't as... isn't as more... Uh, we can theorise in a point, but we've got this massive victorious thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is, That is... That is really enthusiastically every time we go to it, every time we review something, it's yeah. It's like fucking hell. I wonder where the fucking the uh, the Daleks are coming into this at some point. Well, where that's the thing. All these because the first two, the the, the Dalek um, YouTuber, then the the comic book, the Defender of the Daleks and Daleks, they kind of they had a theme. Whereas this is starting something again. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I think Craig, get your head around the the Katuri, the, will, the thing he's talking to. Think, think Sutek. Think the Dark Times. Think all that kind of thing because that's how powerful Cthulhu is. I'll, God, I'll like, God-like like the, entities, yeah, yeah. and like entities. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got that at the beginning. I kind of got the fact that this beam was going out and giving lifespans and all the rest of it, and then it just lost me. It was like I'm just switching off from this. There's a lot. So, there's, I think there's a lot, a lot in this that's definitely worth a second listen. I, mean, now. I, think, I, I think need to go into the clear head. The whole lot of it, of the Victorias, is so good, it makes you think they need these writers to write the actual yeah. Doctor Who on TV because it's so involved. I know we haven't seen it before, so it's the first time coming to it, and it's always good, but it isn't a single one up to now where I've gone, oh, yeah, that was all right. It's bloody brilliant, and the yeah. way it's slowly connecting and some will connect. And so maybe we're completely wrong with some of our theories, but matter. the fact we're talking yeah. about it, know, it's like it's David Lynch time, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah. I <laughs> feel confused about Doctor Who. It's weird. And, it, and it's also the fact that this is a really creative thing that's on different mediums as well, like television, mm. audio, like written, and uh, interactive, and all these other things that you can experience in this on this t- town of Victoria's journey. I did see uh, a YouTube channel criticising uh, as a bit of a flop the title Victorious, but as uh, doing it the way we're doing it in a slow progression of it, yeah, it's nice. Huh? It, it feels at this point that it's fucking nice. If they throw it away in the future bits, I don't know. We'll well, a, the, the thing is, there's a lot of it. So if you didn't like an episode, like Doctor Who, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we've got, we, you know, we're only on the first. It's, it's three stages, isn't it? this? Is the fractured, the fractured universe? And we're only not even halfway. You know, we'll be halfway through on the next one we do. Um, but yeah, well, it's uh, uh, it's a cool, it's a good journey. Yeah, as as we said in the past, as. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that came out with Time Love Victorious and it's over so much media and people aren't going to spend that money or aren't going to be di- investing in continuing with this story. So they're not liking the well, if, liking if it. You, if you're buying Blu-rays, you're buying other Doctor Who memorabilia, but you've got to think that people do buy a lot of Doctor Who things. I would recommend buying this Doctor Who stuff so far because it's it is... It's $5.99, isn't it? Big finish. I had a look at it when yeah, I was... Yeah, four ninety nine to download. You know, the, the, the YouTube thing's free. Defender of the Daleks, yeah. I mean, when it came out, it would probably be cheap 
cheaper, but I think they've sold out. They might do a rerun. But this is new, brand new Doctor Who, which is thought-provoking, really good, and it's got a freedom because it's not on BBC. It's not on the mainstream TV where you can yeah, be more yeah. creative. Well, I think I think what we're seeing is uh, is that the visual Doctor Who that we're liking as a TV episodic series is doing a disservice to what could be an amazing world. Yeah, uh, it's it's maybe I don't want to criticise it because it is the core of everything that everybody likes, but. Uh, we're seeing that these other mediums and the way that they can, they don't have the restraints. The, the power of imagination is sort of free to go. It's, it's mm. much more of yeah. an enriching experience to me at the moment. And, and it's not yeah. throw, it's not throwaway. The care these people have done yeah, this stuff out, they fucking tell, care, yeah. and they are Doctor Who fans, and they're loving it. It makes you think of all the times you've seen spin-offs from Doctor Who and it's been loads over the years, hasn't it? It's just like, this is a spin-off and it's been created and written by fans with no one at the top going, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. They, they, you know what I mean? They've put this together. It just seems so well organised. Yeah, it does, like, yeah. I, can't, I cannot just say enough that these are the people who should be writing Doctor Who. We've not watched any time of or experienced any time of Victorious, and except for perhaps Craig in this instance. Yeah, and not been very fucking enthusiastic about it at the quality of the writing and what the idea is. Yeah, it could just be right. on the day head not there. It could be something as simple as that with me because I love the first one when I listened to that different day, different moment. Look, head maybe look, on it. look, Craig, I had to Google shit, so yeah. it, it's not perfect writing if you're not willing to do that. No, no, honestly. So I would, ex- I would, I would ask you to want to fully enjoy these two. I mean, when we get when we just a quick one, when we get into the next section, which is the dark times, the first it kicks off with the dawn of the Katurum. Oh, is that so the next one? No, no, no. This isn't the next one. This is when we get into the next stage. The three phases and the dark times is the next one, but that kicks off with that. So, so it's quite cool. Anyway, we're gonna we're now international, by the way. Pog two is international. We're gonna hand over down under um, to to Dwayne have you got did we do sounds oh actually oh god Craig's going to find a did we do yeah we can find something this isn't on YouTube thank the lord look at look at that statue behind him here it is Craig's got did we do can you play it can you play it can't Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hand over down under to Dwayne and Philip from the sounds of audio. They know what they're talking about with audio, so <laughs> off you go, Dwayne and Philip. Well, thank you, Bob. My name's Dwayne. And my name is Philip. Thank you very much for asking us to have a little chat about Time Lord Victorious. Now, Philip, short trips, Master Thief, and Lesser Evils. This was the first time I had dipped into the Time Lord Victorious saga at all was that the same for you it was the first yes the first time i listened to okay so so what i was most excited about was the fact that john colshaw was doing both masters 
Um, I hadn't yet heard Masterful, in which John Colshaw does the Roger Delgado Master in Terror of the Master. Absolutely brilliant story. So this was the first taste I had of him doing Roger Delgado. I'd heard him do the only master in the Five Doctors, so I knew how well he could do it. So I was very, very excited about this. But um, the first the first foray into Time Lord Victorious was the story Master Thief. So it was a Roger Delgado master story. And uh, what were your initial thoughts on, on that story? Well, I, I thought John Colshaw was amazing and the way he narrates and reads is just brilliant. I must admit, I actually I listened to both these stories walking around a football oval um, up at Port Stephens, which is about two, three hours north of Sydney. I was on holidays and I downloaded it and I was just walking around and around a football stadium and I got to the end of, actually I think both of them, and went, what was that? <laughs> so I think my initial impression was I just didn't quite get them. Um, and I guess I, I thought at the time maybe it was because I didn't know really how they fitted with the whole Time Lord Victorious thing. But certainly I, I finished finished both of them and was a bit confused. Um, so the first one, Master Thief in particular, I, well, I, once again, the performance was great. The story was simple. I think the thing that struck me most was it felt like it belonged to the Pertry era. era. I, I could almost feel that you know, the third Doctor and Sarah Jane were off on the Peladon while this is happening. Uh, it did feel like the two things could be happening side by side in terms of the storytelling. And it certainly has a dramatic ending. But in terms of, I guess, of both of this one, to me, held together most, mostly in terms of its self-contained story that I didn't need to know outside of it. So I guess this was probably, the, for me, the first time the most satisfying. My views changed when I listened to it again this week. But initially, this was probably the one I enjoyed the most. What, what did you think, Dwayne? So Delgado, the Delgado master, was doing things in this particular story that we're used to. So we were used to him doing things during the Third Doctor era, like going and, and stealing the, the Doomsday weapon from uh, in, in Colony in Space. So it's a similar kind of thing to that, where he's going and, and trying to steal some secret that he's that he's found out about. So um, that was very good. Um, there were some new elements introduced by Sophie Isles, the writer too, um, to this story. He didn't have... It, it referenced the fact that he could shrink things, but his the weapon that he used was not a shrinker. It was something that was totally different, which I probably shouldn't mention because well, it might spoil the story because it's very integral to the plot towards the end of the story, the particular weapon, the particular weapon that he used, but it was quite graphic in, in places, I thought. It, it, felt, it felt very Ian Martrish in terms of gore in description. Yeah. It, it, right. it, it wasn't third Doctor description, it was much more Ian Martin description, yes. As to Time Lord Victorious, how it fit in, I had absolutely no idea how it would fit in, so I was uh, completely in the dark. But as a standalone story, I think it worked well, the characterisation was great. Then we got into Lesser Evils, and my first impressions of that was that... Oh boy, John Colshaw is amazing as Anthony Ainley's version of the master. He had all the in inflections on there. Uh, the story itself was very interesting. It, there was a lot of exposition throughout this story rather than action. Um, although we did get a bit of action, but a lot of exposition, a lot of 
dialogue between the Cthulhu alien and the master, which completely went over my head. I had no idea what they were talking about, really, which made, uh, and I, I think the Time Lord Victorious has touted itself as being, well, you can dip into any story and listen and you'll be fine. They're all standalone stories. Well, I didn't feel like this one was a standalone story. Having listened to it again just today, you can see how it ties in with the first master story as well. Um, some interesting things that they kept pointing out about Anthony Ainley. I don't know if you picked up on this, but uh, it was referenced throughout that story that the Ainley master had two hearts which was something that I wasn't uh, ever aware of. Was it ever established that he had two hearts? Well, he took over Trimus's body, but I don't know. That's interesting, isn't it? I, yes, I don't know that either. Because I always assumed that he didn't have a, have a Time Lord body, but perhaps uh, when the Beaver's Master merged with uh, Tremus, uh, perhaps uh, he retained that Time Lord DNA when he had the uh, when he had the only body. Although the only master uh, was destroyed a few times and brought back a few times in ways that we that we never really knew. But yeah, when with, with the breathing that uh, John Colshaw was doing and the inflections in the voice, it was just superb, and I loved it for that. As for how it fit into the story, um, well. I'll tell you a bit more about how the story slotted into me in a moment, but what were your thoughts on Lesser Evils? Uh, I agree with what you're saying in lots of ways. I think what was interesting was the world building of Alexis, the, the planet at the beginning. So this is a Simon Guerrier story, and usually his stories are very people character driven. And so I was actually quite surprised that so much time was devoted to the world building of a planet which I must admit, see, once again, I don't know how it fits in. Um, <laughs> so maybe, yeah, may, it might be my mind. I struggle to remember things maybe. And so I haven't worked, worked out where this story fits into the whole Time Lord Victorious scheme of things yet. Uh, the Couture I do know because I, I bought the books because I, mm -hmm. I did feel like I was just missing too much in the series. And so I did get the two books and that's one of those books deals, both of those books deal with the Couture. And so suddenly I understood what was going on here. But when I first listened to this, I had no idea what was going on. And, and to be perfectly honest, I still don't get the Couture. I don't really understand them as an alien race. I don't really get how they can do what they do, what their purpose is. I mean, I, understand, I, mm. I know what their purpose is because it tells you blatantly. But how they have that power to do what they do, I don't mm. get any of that. I didn't understand anything about the Keturah either until I got the books, which were released about a month after this. So, uh, and it was probably six weeks, maybe two months after this that I actually got round to reading the books. So, but I was glad I did because it, it's sort of, uh, I think the, the, the books are called The Night, The Fool and The Dead and All Flesh Is Grass. Now in the Time Lord Victorious listings, it says All Flesh Is Grass part one and part two. I, I've only seen one part. I don't know where this part two comes from. But uh, the two books, when you read those together, you know much more about the Keturu, who they are, how they how they come from the dark times, uh, in those dark times of Gallifrey way before, with all the other godlike aliens out there, like the Osirens and things like that. The Keturu actually remind me a lot of Sutek. You know, he brings his gift of death to all humans. And yeah, so he's, he's one of these dark time aliens as well. And the Keturah is just one of those, you know, the demons as well um, are from that 
time period it's alluded to at any rate. So, um, yeah, I think you get a much better understanding of these stories if you read the book. So I would definitely recommend that, and I'm sure the guys from Proctor Who will get round to that very shortly. Sure they will. <laughs> so, I mean, I enjoyed them. As I said, Lesser Evil and Oshawa stand alone. Of all the Tunnel of Victorious, these two are probably, I think... In my mind, probably the weakest. They're well performed. I'm not saying that. To be perfectly part of it is, is the short trip format doesn't always grab me. So I think the short trip format has a, a potential to have a lot of creativity. When it's simply narrating a story, um, I think it's a great way for new authors to get a foot in the door, for big fans to check out what authors are like. But they still often do feel like they're newish authors, which is strange for Simon Guri because he's experienced as. But this is, I think, this is Sophie Alice's first work for Big Finish mm-hmm. so it still feels like they're still learning developing authors which I guess they are and and I felt that both of these didn't quite feel and so the, the Simon Gurria one which usually I, I always love and love all he does but there's a lot of stuff stone holding and passing and, and, and I actually went back and listened to the ending again and I still get I'm still a bit confused by how it ends but maybe that's just me <laughs> I, th- I think when you um, listen to the Big Finish audio that's coming out in April 21, uh, Echoes of Extinction, I think if you just listen, just think about the title, Echoes of Extinction, you think about the weapon that the Master was using in Master Thief, um, you think about what the Keturu actually do, there's something timey-wimey that's going to happen. Uh, we've got alternate timelines going all over the place, and I think uh, that's going to be ultimately resolved. But at this stage, the next audio that was to be released was He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not, and uh, you're in for a treat with that one. Because we've, sure. we've, we've got Brian the Ood Assassin to look forward to. Yes, it, it, it certainly picks up from here. And then these aren't bad, but what's to come? Genetics of the Daleks, um, Brian the Ood, um, some, of the, some of the audios that are coming out are top-notch. Yeah. That's it for uh, our Short Trips review. Bob and the boys, back to you. Thank you very much, Duane Philip, for that review. That's Duane Philip from the uh, Sounds of Audio podcast from Down Under. Uh, they'll be contributing and sending us their reviews to all the audio stuff we'll be covering the Time Lord Victorious journey that we are upon. So, lads, let's get some final thoughts on uh, Master Thief and Lesser Evils, if we can. I'll come to you first, uh, Suki. Uh, I do like the fact that I mean I don't know if uh, Dwayne or Philip mentioned it in their reviews but there, there was like uh, references to the Doctor Who universe at large and that one was the Shadow Proclamation was used and there was also a Martian sword that was in yeah. there with its green sh- uh, sleeve and then the, the the other one that really stood out with Sophie Oz being a, bit, a Doctor Who fan and you can follow her on Twitter as well uh, is she, uh, she put in the film canisters and it had faded right in the traitors and once you google that you realise she's talking about episode 4 of the Dalek Master Plan which is missing ah. oh that's what she put in there for that but uh, and is that, the, is that the lady that wrote, wrote this yeah, yeah Sophie Owls yeah. wrote Master Thief Master Thief yeah. and Simon Guerrier wrote uh, Lesson well they're, they're brilliant well done yeah there's some fucking great writing um, Cliff final thoughts on uh, these two 
and I both of them I really enjoyed it, and they was both completely different. You had like one running high, fast paced one in the beginning, and then the other one a more slower pace, but very thoughtful, and he's got us thinking all sorts, which is really good. I like the, a lot of the connections. I don't necessarily think that they have to get the accents bang on for these past, you know, masters or anything like that, because some people can be coming to it and just going, oh, whatever, doesn't really mean much. And you've got the risk going forward that they might get it wrong and then put people on a bit of a downer. So to me, the story was great. It doesn't need the, uh, the accents. Cool. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Kids. Um, <laughs> Look, that's. I fucking love oh, it. Right. I love it when they get the little, the, the little salt and rap. <laughs> the little salt and rap scallions get shouted. I love it. Show me, dickhead, or I'll fucking shank you. I think that's my favourite so far. <laughs> I was. Uh, I thought Sucky was waving to me. Oh, bar. And Craig, final thoughts on these. Really love the first one. Love the period feel of it. Love the way it developed. Love the idea of the master having, um, you know, kind of thoughts and worries and, and kind of memories and regret, all that type of stuff coming through. So the emotional side, as you know, mm. episode two. I mean, we're all intrigued about now, but I will. I genuinely will give it a second shot, and I'll do it on a very different kind of relaxed point. Uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. But my first thought was, if if this was it, I would not want to go any further. I thought it was shit. Fair enough, uh, John. Final thoughts right, on, at the start of this review. At the start of this review, uh, I liked them, but not for the reasons I now like them, because of this discussion we've had and the kind of revelations that have appeared as a result of us talking it through. Mm. And and it makes me again like each one of these things we've reviewed has left me optimistic for going forward. What's what we're going to find out? How it's going to tie in is going to be epic. Uh, and so yeah, I, I'm. Going to listen to them again. I literally am because I'm yeah. in that now, and I'm thinking that, that it's going to go places that are going to make me excited. So good. Yeah, no, good, good. Yeah, no, it's been a great chat about these, and got a lot from that. that I didn't think, you know, I, I didn't even think was there. Um, mm. Well, well, next up in the saga is another audio: the Echoes of Extin- Extinction. So that's the Eighth Doctor side. There's two sides to the Echoes of Extinction. Uh, one's the Eighth Doctor, which is next up, and then there's a Ten Doctor side as well. Yeah, so that, this is this is quite exciting, and I think it's a full audio drama rather than just um, uh, narrated or or whatever like this one was. So yeah, that's exciting. So thank you for listening to Around the Console. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.